2: Hey everyone, Mad Max here, and just a warning, this show is almost 90 minutes of content. We cover every single game, every single spread, and every single total. Don't have the time to listen? No problem. Head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com or download the DGENs app. Register for the site and you can get all of our picks in written form. For those of you sticking around to listen, sit back, relax, and get ready to make some money. You fools. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy.
0: Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning. We're going to be talking about the National Football League. What's going on, Max?
2: Hey, nothing much. I'm, I'm high tech this week. I've got uh, two two monitors, my phone. So hopefully, I'll do better picks this week than I did last week. <laughs> hopefully, the technology will help me out as opposed to just doing it on one monitor where, where nice. I don't have enough data. Now I've got too much data, so I'll go data blind. I'll be like Rich. I'll be like Rich with his magic spreadsheet. Okay, well we'll find out. That's gonna be cool.
0: What's going on, Panther?
3: Uh I know today's football day, but I'm gonna give a quick shout out to my homer team of twenty twenty. The Cincinnati Reds clinched last night, and I've you know far be it for me to say, but I think this is a really dangerous team in the playoffs. So we got football, we got hockey, we got baseball, like it's it's and we got UFC tonight. Like it's it's a big weekend.
0: It's a big weekend.
1: What's going on, Rich? How'd your run lines do? I did good on my run lines. I was uh two and one. you know I, I said a little prayer, dear Lord, if just one game wins tonight, please make it the Toronto Philadelphia game came through for me, so <laughs> I'm happy about that. I think maybe the uh the uh spite bet curse now, Max better be really careful with his picks today.
2: Hey, listen! Tampa screwed me twice yesterday. I'll just say that Tampa screwed me. They, they, you know, they, they came back and they won that game against the Phillies bullpen. As I mean, as predicted, it's a fucking Phillies bullpen. And then uh, the Lightning with that uh, overtime, questionable overtime win with that penalty. Uh, so I got screwed by Tampa twice yesterday.
0: Mm. All right. Well, we got a lot to do, so let's get to it. Let's just jump in. We're going to start with Las Vegas at New England. The Raiders opened up plus six and a half. They're plus five and a half now.
2: Yeah, the the Patriots going to try to shake off their close loss to Seattle last week. They're going to return home to host the Vegas Raiders. Patriots defense kind of pushed the limits last week. Now they're going to need to keep Derek Carr and surprisingly good offense in check. Uh, Josh Jacobs is questionable. So New England could get a little bit of a reprieve from having to deal with him at full strength Uh, for the Raiders, though. They still struggle with any sort of pass rush whatsoever, and they're going to need to try to contain a healthy and rejuvenated Cam Newton. I'm not sure if they can, but I think they can keep it within five points or so. I'm going to lean the Raiders here. uh, Color me intrigued about what Chucky is doing in Vegas.
3: Yeah, not only Jacobs, but Darren Waller has had not practiced up until yesterday. So uh, I guess apparently 16 targets takes a little bit something out of you. I'm not really sure he wasn't injured or anything. But um, look, Jacobs and Waller are going to be what makes that Raiders team click. And with the Patriots, you know, they're getting 140 yards rushing per game, but a large chunk of that's coming from Cam Newton. And I I think uh, the Hoodie's really, really enjoying having his new little toy to play with. He cut him loose up there in Seattle for the tune of almost 400 yards passing. I think you're going to see a little bit more of that tomorrow. Um, I I agree with Max. I like the Patriots for the win, but I'm going to lean the Raiders with those points.
1: Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to keep this game close. They're going to be able to run the ball, I think, somewhat effectively. Um, I think that the containing Cam Newton will be kind of the focus on the Raiders' defense in terms of the running game because other than Cam, they don't have a running game. So I expect that you'll see the Raiders employ much like – denver did in the super bowl and just try to come in off the edges so i'm actually going to bet the raiders and take the i at my DraftKings. i'm getting six so in my account i'm I'm betting them raiders plus six plus the six okay
0: yeah i'm gonna lean new england here i i do think they win i I, it worries me that it's five and a half at home that's that's a weird number so i i think they may have a hard time covering that so it's just a lean for me on the pats and those fucking Raiders. Ugh. All right. Um, 46 and a half is where it opened. Total wise. It looks like 47. Now
2: I have this over. Yeah, I have this uh, o- over by a good deal. So I mm. think this, this is a good overplay to me. I think uh, uh, we're going to see some, some offense scored, even though I, I just heralded the uh, Patriots uh, defense there. I, d- I do think Vegas uh, with Derek Carr under center um, can, can put some points on the board. Uh, I think uh He's he's made a some you know a good rapport with his tight end, um, and uh, I, th- I think that could probably lead to some red zone uh, touchdowns and field goals and rack up the points here. I yeah I, I like the over.
3: Yeah, I'm complete agreement. I, even if you have something along the lines of 27 to 20 with the Patriots covering, um, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility here at all, assuming the Raiders are a full strength Uh, without Jacobs or Waller who are both expected to play um, might might give me a little pause, but yeah, I think some points are going to be put up in this game. So I I like the over as well.
1: This is the week I kind of expect defenses to catch up. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm actually going to lean the under here. It's not quite a bet for me, but I have the game coming in at 45 points combined. So I'm leaning the under.
0: Yep. I think Rich, you're probably right. I think everyone's caught on. To the overplace, I think this week is we're going to see some unders. I'm on the under. All right, uh, this one. All right, Rams going to Buffalo. Uh, this one opened up Buffalo minus three. It's still
2: minus two and a half a pinnacle, but everyone else is heading towards that minus one max. Yeah, weird. I, I was telling you, telling you, the mo- the money's coming in hard on Buffalo. So the fact that the line's getting better for them uh, is, is is odd, you know. We saw. Uh,
0: I think we saw one bet come in like at 7.30 to just mm, boom, 7.30 just a.m.
2: Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's two teams uh, aiming to, to win their third straight game, start the season. Josh Allen's name is already up there in MVP talk, 727 yards, six touchdowns through two games. Uh, Buffalo struggled last week, though, against the Dolphins, and they had to come from behind to win that one. The Rams, they're continuing their East trip. Uh, they got the win over a very mediocre Eagles team last week. I think the Bills are much better than the eagles are but for goff i think he he found a new potential weapon in tyler higby tight ends don't really play a major role in McVay's offense historically uh but the times they are changing mcveigh's a desperate man he'll do whatever he needs to do to score some points uh this one is a close one for me uh, i actually have buffalo winning by two so um you know i think they get the win here i'm going to I guess i lean the Rams with the point, but I mean, this is, this is a coin flip to me. This
3: is an interesting game. Um, I think it is really going to all come down to Jared Goff. Um, the bills are giving up rushing yards, to the tune of 75 yards per game. Now granted it's only been the jets. It's only been the dolphins. Um, <laughs> but you know, you, you're making the point that the Rams are much better than the, than the, uh, Eagles. Well, or the bills are better than the Eagles, but, um, the bills haven't played anybody and the, you know, they've played pretty tough, close game to Miami and 10 points to me is a close game against the jets. Cause I think they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Rams, uh, they got to run the ball, and they're having some injury issues. Cam Akers already ruled out. Malcolm Brown had some kind of surgery this week that allegedly isn't going to prevent him from playing the game, but that lack of depth for a team that does like to run the ball um, does give me a little bit of pause. So that's why I said I think Jared Goff is going to be the key component here for the Rams. He's going to have to throw the ball probably a little bit more than um, Sean McVay wants to and um, and be efficient about it. I actually think on a neutral field I like the Rams better, but because it's in Buffalo, I'm just gonna give the slightest of nods to the Bills here. And it this is a tough week. It's only a lean for me. I'm gonna lean Buffalo.
1: Okay. And it's not quite Buffalo weather yet. So the Rams are still playing in weather that they're comfortable with. You know, the the matchup to me is Jalen Ramsey here in uh in Mr. Allen because last time they met. Jalen Ramsey called called him trash, and he got and he ended up getting trashed, Jalen Ramsey. so this time around Jalen Ramsey's a bit more respectful. He's saying he's a good player, makes great plays. Uh, I think he'll continue to make good plays, but I think one and a half points. this game is a coin flip, two really good teams. Um, Josh Allen hasn't been. Josh Allen in the let's run and drop the ball sense I think he'll get a little bit more pressure from the defense maybe a couple turnovers this week something he hasn't done yet in the Rams cover so but it's not enough for me to bet I'm just going to lean
2: Real quick, Rich, uh, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey, and, and one of the things that uh, comes to mind is, is team culture, right? And, and and we know in New England, they have that great team culture where, where Bill just doesn't take shit from anyone. Uh, from what I have seen and heard from the McVay locker room, it's very much similar. I think he, he, he does lean on Belichick and, and tries to control the locker room, not to the same degree as Bill, but have the same... Uh, mutual respect for people w- with within uh, the, the locker room, and I think what you're hearing out of Ramsey's mouth is is being in a better team culture than he was in Jacksonville. And I, I think you know they they're going to start clearing house in Jacksonville, and after this week, uh, you know I think they're back on track to uh, <laughs> tank mode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I mean I'm going to lean the Rams too.
0: I, it's almost a bet. I'm, God. Uh, this is i'm really tempted to take them but yeah i'm gonna lean the rams here i do like though that mcveigh was a genius two years ago moron last year now he's, i think he's back to being a genius again look at that he's smart again fun all right the total in this one opened at 46 and a half it looks like it's 46 and a half now
2: yeah you guys know that i'm I'm typically betting the unders, and uh I have a lot of underplays for this week as well, but yeah. this is another overplay for mm. me. I, I like the over in this one uh, I have it you know going over by a, a couple of points here, so th- this this to me is one of the games that I do feel uh that both teams can put up enough points to go over that amount.
3: yeah, so if you're taking the numbers that they give us, then you're roughly at twenty four to twenty three. And, and with these two teams, I can see that. And I want to – Max, I don't know if you even know the answer to this question. Did, did the Rams go home after the Philly game?
2: No, they, they stayed out there.
3: They stayed – okay, because that would have been one of my concerns. That's a lot of jet lag, Drive, right? go all the way back home and fly back out east. But, um, yeah, so they've been away from home. But, uh, you know, 24 to 23, these two teams have the ability – especially with Stephon Diggs now with, with, Buffalo for there to be some big plays. I can see this going over as well. So don't leave me over.
1: These two teams, I think are centered um, around their defense and Buffalo's probably a little bit more, have a little bit more big playability. I think that McVay's offense is really kind of quick, efficient passing to keep everything kind of underneath, take, take advantage of what's available. And Buffalo is going to keep everything available in front of them in on defense. So I expect this game to be not as high scoring as you might expect. So I'm actually on the underside of this bet. So I'm uh, going to take the under.
0: Yeah, I'm on the under as well. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than the uh, 46 and a half. So there we go under. This is good stuff. We're not agreeing on anything. I like it. <laughs>
2: Oh, and, and Panther, I, I did see they did have to fly home because of COVID oh, they restrictions. Did. They could not stay in a hotel in in on the East Coast. They had to fly back. It was safer oh. for them to fly back and stay in LA and then fly back again. So, um, I just I just saw that on a uh, a report. Hmm. I think
3: that's interesting. That might actually put me closer to the under. I you know that jet lag thing is a serious thing, and you're you're flying cross country, you know, four times in seven days. That's that's a lot. You want to change it? Yeah, put me on the under, because I, I don't trust, when they have to fly like that, um, that, that really gives me a lot of pause. It shortens the week. It probably
0: means there's not too many wrinkles they're going to throw out. Their game plan might be smaller. So, yeah, I, I like the yeah. under. <laughs> Houston at Pittsburgh. Next up, Steelers open up minus five. They're minus four and a half at Bet365, minus four at
2: Pinnacle. Uh, Steelers knocked out Drew Locke last week, helped them win their second straight game. At 38 years old, Big Ben seems poised to lead Pittsburgh pretty far this season. He also has the Watt advantage. He's got two of the three Watt brothers on the field tonight. (laughs) Uh, For the Texans, uh, Bill O'Brien, the clock is going to continue to tick. Uh, Without DeAndre Hopkins, man, Deshaun Watson's just struggled to find a true go-to receiver. I'm sure that Panther will rant about uh, uh, if they were going to have a Will Fuller sighting tonight at all. Uh, Ultimately, I think the Steelers' defense is too good here. The Houston offense is is just muddled right now. Uh, Bill O'Brien's just made a mess of this team. Uh, I'm going to bet Pittsburgh here. I I like them to Mm. cover this one. I'll tell you what, if you need fantasy points from a quarterback,
3: it's going to have to come from Deshaun Watson because... The Texans can't run. The Steelers have been phenomenal through the first two games of stopping the run. And the Texans can't stop the run. The defense is giving up almost 200 yards per game. And you got a healthy James Conner and uh, Snelly for for the Steelers who are very capable running backs. So um, the Texans, you know, the the tough thing for me is to say Houston is going to be 0-3 because I don't hate this team but they're injured. David Johnson's not the answer at running back. Will Fuller's been beat up. Um, Brandon Cooks has been beat up. And now it's just a, a tall order for Deshaun Watson to just carry this team to even just be competitive. Um, and they're on the road. So th- the whole deck is stacked against the Texans here. They're almost like not doing anything right. Might be a GM coach problem. Maybe we've mentioned that for the last couple of years. I don't know. But, uh Yeah. I think we're going to have to get my first bet in here, and we're going to take Big Ben and the boys. I like the steel curtain.
1: The um, offense for Houston's been bad. I think they're the third lowest scoring team in the AFC, and Deshaun's been sacked eight times in the first couple of games. Pittsburgh's going to get a ton of pressure on him, and I expect this to be a game that Pittsburgh can win handily, so I'm uh, betting the Steelers as well. Mm, 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 mm. I can only lean the Steelers. I cannot get there. I can't
0: get to the, my comfort zone here. I got the Steelers winning by five. So I can't do it. So it's only, uh, it's only in, uh, just a, a traditional kiss of death, I guess. Just three out of the four. So there we go. Uh, the total in this one opened at 45. It's 46 or 45 and a half, depending on your book, it looks like. I swear, guys, I have some unders coming, but
2: it, this, is oh, t- no. this is not this is not another one. I like this a slight over, a very, very slight over. Um, I have this about 47, 48 points in this game, so it's a very slight over for me.
3: I don't even know if it's slight, um, given the information that we've given. You're looking at 24, 21, just a break even somewhere there. I think this is over. Houston's got to throw the ball. They might even fall behind by a couple touchdowns, which means they're going to do some you know, backdoor shit and trying to score quick at the end of the game. But yeah, I'm with Max. I think this is an over comfortably.
1: I'm week one, Max. <laughs> I think this one's going under. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually close to betting the under. Actually, I actually am going to bet the under on this one. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, uh, I was going to be
0: week two rich here. I was going to say it was going to be a push at 45. When it got to 45 and a half, I'm shading the under. All right. Woof. Next up, we have got San Francisco at New York again. uh, San Francisco opened up minus four and a half. They're minus three and a half on the road.
2: (laughs) Uh, Niners just got to be happy to get the Giants this week. Just After being decimated by injuries, (laughs) uh, San Francisco gets a lesser opponent, uh, struggles mightily on offense. And while overall the Giants are doing better on defense, they still have some glaring holes there. Uh, so even without Jimmy G, they should be able to take advantage of that. Uh, Niners easily handled the other New York team last week, and they should make it two for two without Saquon Barkley and with Daniel Jones just forgetting what color his team's jersey is whenever yeah. he throws the ball. Uh, I think that's, that spells a lot of trouble for the Giants scoring many points the rest of the season. I am worried about those Niners injuries, though. Uh, they are racking up. Uh, so I, I will lean them to cover this one. Um uh, they should win but i mean that's that's a lot of injuries they have to deal with
3: yeah and we're talking big name injuries george kittle's out um Mozart's out um ayuk the rookie wide receiver is banged up already and he just came back last week the giants um no saquon barkley they got three other running backs that don't really matter i mean they are they're gonna be backups on any other team. So this is uh this is a nightmarish game. I swear to God, if I get stuck with this game on Fox at home, I'm gonna be so pissed. Uh, <laughs> this, this is this is I'm I'm almost rooting for like a three to three tie. This this is almost gonna be unbearably wide. But look, as they beat up as the 49ers are, they've got to be better than the Giants. They've got to be three and a half better than the Giants. So um, I'm gonna bet the 49ers here.
1: You would think without Saquon Barkley, there's not really going to be much of a running game. And as much as they could not run with Saquon Barkley, you still had the game plan for him. Now the game plan is going to turn directly to Daniel Jones, who does have a history of turning the ball over. Team that wins the turnover battle usually wins in the NFL. I expect the 49ers will create some turnovers and win this game and cover. So I am betting the 49ers.
0: Here we, yeah, man. This is my first bet, too. Whoa. I'm, taking the, I'm taking the 49ers minus the three and a half on the road. Uh, did they? Did we, I assume they flew home, too, if the, the Rams couldn't stay on the East
1: Coast. So yep. actually, no, they stayed in uh, West Virginia. They, they, they were able to stay. Yeah, in West they Virginia. stayed in West Virginia. Nice. They stayed at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia. All right. I well, didn't know they had resorts in West Virginia. Yeah, I was going to break out my but moonshine.
2: Yes, I have driven through um, Panther. I'm sure is driven through West Virginia as well. I am very surprised by that. Yeah, but I'm going to bet San Francisco minus the minus three and a half. Not crazy about
0: taking a road favorite like this, but I do think they can they can handle the Giants. All right. Uh, didn't somebody say, didn't somebody say that when Jimmy G went down, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I swear somebody whispered that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Before he was really good. I like Mullins. No, yeah. I do. I'm, I'm a fan of Mullins. So I really don't think it's it. That's not the injury I'm worried about. Okay. It's it's everyone else. I mean, you got, you yeah, got going down. you As, as Panther mentioned, Mostert, uh, Kittle. I mean, it, it, that's just a lot of injuries have to overcome with secondary players needing to step up. Right. So again, I'm not questioning the, the, the Niners winning this one, they should win this one. But I mean, it's iffy with with all, with having to just replace yeah. half your team, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah.
1: Kittle could play, they said, but the coach was a little bit concerned about the turf over at the at the Giant Stadium. And Jordan Reed did play pretty well in in his absence, so I I don't think he's going to make it two games without getting injured, Jordan Reed. But you might get two out of him.
0: Okay. Uh, the total in this one over a forty two and a half. 42 looks like most everywhere.
2: Yeah, here's my first underplay. Yeah, I have I have this going under. Uh Giants Giants can't score. Uh the, you know, the, the, I mean, what are they averaging? I think 14, 14 and a half per game. Uh they'll be lucky to get that again. I mean, it was banged up as as San Francisco is. Their giant uh the, their their defense is still good and I think as Rich alluded to, I think we're going to see some more turnovers from from Mr. Jones today. So, I like the under in this one.
3: Yeah, I think you're going to see some turnovers. You're going to see some punting. You're going to see some long field goals. Um, this is going to be, if you like defense, I, I don't know if we even give credit to the defense. It's probably going to be a couple of really inept offenses, but I don't even know. How, I don't know how this gets close to 42. I mean, hell, if the Niners even did their job and got half of it 21, the Giants ain't getting 10. So this is an easy underplay for me.
1: I don't know how this game gets to 42 either, because it's going to go to 50. <laughs> I think the God. 49ers could probably get close to 30, 30-something themselves, and if the Giants could put up 10, the uh, game goes over. So I'm actually going to bet the over in this game. I think the, the number's too low. I was ready for the windup and the pitch here, but you stole my thunder, Rich. Over.
0: It's an overplay. Give me a couple pick sixes. Uh, this, I think this is going to go over as well. Uh, all right. Tennessee at Minnesota. Next up, Titans on the road open up minus one and a half. They're minus two and a half a pinnacle and three most everywhere else, kind of.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Vikings are looking to stop the bleeding, I'm trying to avoid <laughs> an 0 3 start, but I have some bad news for them. Oh, boy. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy uh, with the Titans in town. Uh, Minnesota has just played some sloppy football, lots of turnovers, lots of penalties. That should balance out a bit today, but even so, Kirk Cousins has just not shown me enough this season that it gives me a ton of confidence in in them winning this one. Uh, Minnesota, they need to focus on the run. Tennessee can be ran on, but the Vikings' defense also needs to focus in on stopping Derrick Henry because I think the Vikings can be run on as well. Uh, ten, Tennessee's probably going to need uh, you know, to... to uh, Focus in on, uh, you know, getting uh, Tannehill and AJ Brown to hook up. Uh, but, uh, from what I'm seeing is Brown will probably miss this week. So, uh, that could be an, an issue there if, if, if Brown is out. So, if, if he is out, then they'll definitely be leaning more on Derrick Henry and the run game there. Ultimately, though, I do think the Titans win this one. I do think they cover this one as well. So, I will bet the Tennessee Titans.
3: Yeah. Kirk Cousins, I- For whatever reason, the Vikings, when they signed him to that big contract, saw a franchise quarterback. And I've been watching football for a long, long time, and I have no clue what they saw in this guy. Um, They're averaging 186 yards passing so far in 2020 and from NFL from the, the, the way the rules are that you can't touch the receivers and can't touch the quarterbacks under 200 yards a game especially when you have a bell cow like Dalvin Cook um and, and it's just completely inexcusable and that's not even the problem with the Vikings they might have the worst defense in the NFL they're giving up an average of 34 points per game and you've got a Tennessee Titan team that can can run um, behind Henry, who is an absolute stallion, and Tannehill may not be flashy, but he's efficient, and he gets the job done. Six touchdowns in his first two games without an interception. Um, yeah, I agree with Max. The Vikings are in a world of trouble. You're going to be staring at 0-3, and, and the Titans can definitely take care of business here. I will bet the Titans.
1: Well, we're going to be barreling right towards a French kiss of death because I think the Titans are going to win this game too. The Vikings have given up about 150 yards a game on the ground. This is, I think, going to be the first game that Derrick Henry gets loose like he did last week, last year in the playoffs when he was just running over people, running down the sidelines, big play after big play, eating up chunks of yards. So that's what I expect to see in this game. And when Henry's eating up chunks of yards, that offense is next to impossible to stop. Uh, I'm betting Tennessee as well. All right. I, I can't take two
0: uh road fa- you know road favorites back to back i need to have at least one game in between them so i can forget what i did a minute ago i got a lean tennessee here i i i don't like it two and a half on the road i don't like it uh just a just a lean for me on the titans although it's telling me to bet the vikings i'm not gonna all right uh, the total on this one opened at 45 and a half and just skyrocketed it's 49 and a half at pinnacle it's 50 like over to 5 dimes in heritage
2: I still have it going over. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, these are two teams that, that can put up some points, but but more more so, Minnesota can give up some points. So I think that this Tennessee offense should definitely uh, you know control the clock. I think they, they're going to have um, the time time possession advantage here, and when they mm-hmm. have the ball, I think they can score. And so that to me is is an overplay here.
3: Yeah, I, you would you would think that time of possession would work in their favor, but the v, the Vikings defense has been so bad they could just hand it off to Derrick Henry and it's a sixty five yard scamper and there went you know ten seconds off the clock. It this is this is an overplay. I mean, the both teams can score, but that that Vikings defense until they show me something, I think uh, the Vikings game you could probably take the over every single week.
1: I got this game going one point under. So I, I, I think this is going to be a game where both teams try to run the ball. I mean, Tennessee, that's what they want to do. And I'm sure now, considering how poorly Cousins has played, uh, they're going to try to control the clock as well, keep the ball, uh, you know, the defense off the field because that's how you keep a, a bad defense from giving up points. So I think this game goes under.
0: Yeah, I'm just uh, slightly under uh, the under as well. Whew, all right. Um, Washington, the Washington football club is going to Cleveland. Uh, the Browns opened up minus six and a half. They're
2: minus seven and a half or seven, depending on your book. Yeah. Through, through two weeks, uh, the Washington defense, uh, the front, front, front line looks to be one of the best in the league, uh, they've racked up 11 sacks, and I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield. So for the Browns, I think they, they, they have to consider a a run-first offense this week. Uh, they put up 215 yards last mm-hmm. week against the Bengals, so I think it could be their way of controlling the clock and also making sure that Mayfield doesn't take too many hits this week. Uh, lucky for Baker, uh, Jack Conklin is back. Uh, his, his right tackle is back to protect him, so... Um, that is some good news for hopefully uh, limiting a couple of these sacks, but uh, still still expecting to get hit uh, and looking at the looking at this one i I have this as a really close game and you're giving me seven and a half yeah. Uh, yeah i'm I'm gonna bet the the Washington football team and take those points I don't think the Washington run defense is as good as the stats
3: suggest and and mostly is because of that Philadelphia game where Miles Sanders didn't play, and Philadelphia really couldn't run the ball effectively anyway. Kenyon Drake did pretty well for the Cardinals against that that run defense. Um, but the the bigger issue is the Browns, um, who can't seem to stop the run. But Washington has another running back. So I don't know, you know, maybe they missed the days of Adrian Peterson. I don't know. But um, it, it's so hard to take these potato skins, that I want to call them, um, but the, the, the Haskins has to throw, it's going to be Haskins throwing to McLaurin. McLaurin could have a big day. Um, uh, cause the Washington can't run the ball and I don't, I just, Oh, this is such a tough one. I, I, the Browns are going to win this game, but I, I agree with Max. God, it's a, like me and Max are friends again. I'm agreeing with Max way too much today, but, uh, it's, a, it's just a lean for me. Give oh. me the potato skins with the points.
1: Cleveland has the benefit of a little extra time because they played on that Thursday, and they're playing against a team that has a pretty bad offense. But I do expect the Redskins to get some pressure on Baker Mayfield, and Baker will do what Baker does. And when Cleveland is going down the field and you're on the Browns and you feel like they're going to cover and he's going to get those points, he's going to throw an interception and break your heart. So Washington covers. You're going to bet it? You lean in. But I'm not going to bet. No. No. Washington got to bet
0: washington here i'm betting washington here i'm taking them plus seven and a half yeah i like this play an awful lot max i agree with you a hundred percent you know what's even scarier is that if you look at um early down success rate how do def- what defenses are doing washington ranks number three as far as defenses go for not allowing uh you know the offense to have success on early downs so That's that's kind of scary.
2: Yeah. Because again, that, that plays into the whole, you're putting the, you know, you're either going to have longer, you know, uh, second downs or third downs or whatever, and Mm -hmm. putting the ball in Baker's hand, you're going to have to make Baker make a play on a third, long third down. And that's when the pass rush is going to come in. That's when he's going to get hit. That's when he's going to throw a stupid uh, interception or something like that. So that, that is, that is a, you know, a scary thing for him out there. Uh, And honestly, like, between Haskins and Mayfield, like, I, I mean, I'm not seeing too much of a difference. Like I'm, I'm, I'm being honest here. Like uh, all I'm seeing is someone who got drafted number one when he shouldn't have.
1: (laughs) I think the problem is you can give Washington a short field. You can give them a 30 yard field three times in the course of a game, maybe four, and they'll kick three field goals and miss one.
3: I, I almost respectfully disagree with Max because if you put Baker Mayfield on that Washington team, they crumble. They're 0-16. <laughs> <laughs> I, li, li, listen, Haskins doesn't have a whole lot to work with. Mayfield's got talent coming out the ass. He's got a ton of weapons
2: and he's still mediocre. So. <laughs> Fair point. Listen, I'll take that disagreement. I will.
0: <laughs> this one's much tighter. Opened at 44.5. It's
2: 45 now. I have this as a slight under a slight under I'm looking at this and it's like my my spreadsheet says 44.47 well there (laughs) you go there you go it's it's a slight slight under push Uh, can I I bet the push yeah (laughs) I'm still
3: running with my 80 percent of these games are going over and this is going to be a throwing fest I mean the Browns run defense is pretty stout and but they give up 300 yards per game uh passing i think haskins and mayfield will be throwing this thing all over the field i think this is an overplay
1: um i don't think there's any way haskins gets to 300 yards passing <laughs> but um i think this game is the push game i have it exactly at 45 so put me down for a push put you down for a push all right
0: uh i'm going to take the under as well in this one they're going to throw the ball around the field will anybody catch the ball that's the, the, other, question. Team. the yeah. other team well, yeah, the other team on. and then rich as rich tells us tells us they're gonna the redskins are gonna have to oh i said the r word they're gonna have to kick a field goal and they'll miss so it's going under
2: it's funny the the, the redskins episode of south park was on last night oh. I, I caught have you seen that one? Oh yeah 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 so <laughs> this one's proud <laughs> yeah. they got slaughtered out there on the field by cowboys <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, oh, boy, the team I'm always on the wrong side of. Cincinnati going to Philadelphia. Eagles open up minus six and a half. They're minus four and a half.
2: Trying to even find this one in my my little uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, here we go. It's uh, easy to forget about Max. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, the good news is for, for one of these teams is that they should get their first win because there's no ties in football, right? Oh, yeah. So one of them should win, maybe. Mm. Uh, Carson Wentz, man, uh, he is, he's definitely struggled to start the season and Philly should just, Philly should just focus on getting the win. I don't think this is the week for them to say we have to correct and fix what's going wrong with Carson Wentz. They just need to get a win. And I think they can do that by running the ball because the Bengals defense has just been God awful and been shredded in consecutive weeks, uh, with, with the run. So I think Philly just needs to get this win and then figure out what's, what's wrong with Carson Wentz another day. Because on the other side of the field is a pretty solid quarterback. From what we've seen so far through two weeks, uh, rookie QB, Joe Burrow has looked pretty good. I think uh, injuries to his O-line could mean that he takes a few extra hits this week. So it's something that I'm concerned about. I think these two teams, honestly, are probably much closer than most people think. I think Philadelphia... uh, They're starting to show that they are a bit overrated, and I think the Bengals are showing that they're probably a little bit better than we thought they were going to be in in the preseason. So I would not be shocked if Philly loses this one, really. So uh, I'm going to lean the Bengals here with the points, but really, if you you tell me tomorrow that the Eagles lose this game, I'd be like, yeah, I could see it.
3: (laughs) You know, it's interesting you say that because I was going to bring up those – shirts and hoodies that we got out there. And one of those is Moneyline Mafia. And the, this, this is one that sticks out the most to me. The Eagles Jeffrey, out, Rager, out, offensive line beat up. The only thing that Eagles have going for them this game is Miles Sanders going against that incredibly bad, porous Bengals defense. Who's been shredded the first two weeks by a, a good running game. Um, so this really won't come down to Carson Wentz unless it's a close game. Miles Sanders should have a good game. But Joe Burrow, this kid, he hasn't thrown his team under the bus. A lot of quarterbacks playing behind that offensive line would throw him under the bus, and he's not. They know what they're dealing with, and they went to a short passing game. He gets rid of the ball quick. He's not afraid to run the ball. Um, So the the Bengals know what they're working with, and I think they really feel like they only have to stop Miles Sanders and they can win this game. I I agree with everything Max said. There's – I mean, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm actually even calling it. This is the Bengals' first win. I'm money lining this. Give me Cincinnati.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think Cincinnati covers. It's funny, just a couple of years ago, Carson Wentz was a knee injury away from probably being the MVP in the league, and now people don't think he's as good as a rookie, which is uh, it's kind of funny to me. But I expect the Eagles are a better team than Cincinnati is at this point much of the Cincinnati-run defense, Geno Atkins and the like, might not play, which which means Carson Wentz won't be running for his life like he has in the first two games. I expect he'll get more time to pass this week than he's had. He'll look more like himself. And Miles Sanders is a difference maker. Uh, he is probably the difference maker on the field for both teams. I think Philadelphia wins. It's going to be tight on who covers, so I'm just going to lean Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going to bet him. I'm going to bet the uh, Cincinnati
0: plus the 4.5. We got to do an early show. We got to do an early line show. I really like that six and a half a hell of a lot more. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to bet Cincinnati plus the four and a half. I like Panther. I think he's right. I think uh, I think the godfather here is probably onto something. You're actually not godfather. You're more like Sonny, aren't you?
3: <laughs> well, I'm not that's, that's, a, that's a compliment. Yeah. I,
0: I don't know if you've seen Porky's or not, but Sonny was the hothead
1: of the group.
3: He's not afraid yeah. of Everything everything is a Porky's reference. Right. You know, Max called
1: me the godfather because I have the cojones to go on the run lines.
0: Oh. Well, maybe they, we'll call you Fredo. All right. Uh, 44 and a half is where it no, opened. No, that's
1: not me. That's the
0: guy on MSNBC. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Washington opened at 44 and a half. No. Fuck. I'm sorry. Cincinnati opened at 46. It's 47 and a half now. Fuck. I like
2: the under in this one. There you uh, go, Max. Yeah, I like the under. Uh, I, I have this going way under. Like honestly, this this, this is a big under for me. Uh, again, like you know, if you're if you're talking about uh, money line here. Um, I don't know why I didn't bet Cincinnati. I think I was I think I was scared off because I think the sharp money is on Philadelphia here and I think that scared me off here. But I honestly have Cincinnati winning this game twenty-two to seventeen. I we haven't locked it in, Max, if you want to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, you I, take it. It's not uh, too late. But but yeah, you add you add that up and that is definitely an underplay for me.
3: Um yeah, I i maybe I've said this once or twice before, but like eighty percent of these games are going over. And these are two really bad defenses. They're not very good at all. Um, the Bengals gave up 35 to the aforementioned Baker Mayfield. So, well, in all fairness, I guess it was to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. but I digress. Um, yeah, this is going over.
1: I, uh, I think this is the under week, so I'm leaning the under here. Yeah, I think this goes under. It was, it was kind of a push for
0: me at 46. At 47 and a half, I'm, I'm shading on the under here as well. All right. Chicago Bears are going to Atlanta. Uh, Falcons opened up minus three. They're minus three and a half now.
2: Uh, Falcons going to look to try to shake off blowing a 20 point lead over the Cowboys. Uh, they're also going to try to attempt to get their first one of the season. Uh, Bears have a chance to go three and oh for the first time in seven years i picked the Bears in the preseason totals to do well. I have to root for them as a result of that, but I am not liking what I'm seeing out on the field despite a 2-0 start. Uh, they just have not looked good in their wins. They've been opportunistic. Uh, they do have a solid defense that, that has been doing well even without Khalil Mack out there. Uh, Matt Nagy has said that he's, he's going to stick with Mitch Trubisky out there as a starting QB, but I think a bad start this week could put pressure on him to put Foles in the game instead. Uh, Falcons, man, I mean, they're just awful in, in the red zone defense. So if Trubisky doesn't have a great game this week uh, against this defense in the red zone, especially, and if he doesn't put up some points, then guess who's back, back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. dJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie anywhere use the promo code dgens to secure your limited time welcome bonus today absolutely full should just be put in there uh some players are questionable in this game for both teams you got Julio jones banged up for atlanta you got khalil Mack, as i mentioned injured for chicago so those are some key players that uh probably missed this game or or at least will be uh, hampered during this game uh i do have atlanta winning this one i just don't have enough confidence in them man so I will lean the Falcons, but I mean, after last week, how, how do you trust Atlanta? <laughs>
3: well, you know, trusting Atlanta and trusting Chicago, you probably just, you know, little heads or tails, flip a coin. Chicago is probably the worst 2-0 and team there is. And the Falcons are an actually pretty good 0-2 team. If we could take that Bears defense and put them with the Falcons, you'd have a Super Bowl contender because this Falcons team can score. And, and Matt Ryan is playing his best football probably of his career. He's thrown the ball 90 times already, 723 yards, six touchdowns, and he's not got tunnel vision on Julio Jones. He's spreading the ball with Calvin Ridley and uh, Gage, and they've got just good enough running game from Todd Gurley to keep that team balanced. And they're going to score. They're going to score, and they're going to put up points, and as good as that Bears defense is, they're going to – if they hold Atlanta – to 24, 27 points, the Bears are going to lose by well over a touchdown. The offense is just so putrid, so 1960s, just they can't move the ball. Trubisky's not the answer, and you can't keep handing the ball to Montgomery if you're down by, you know, one or two scores. So, yeah, this is a Falcons win for me, especially with them being at home. They're going to get off the schneid. I don't know if their defense is going to play any better, but it'll look better because Chicago's offense is pretty inept. Um, I'm betting Atlanta.
1: I think that um, if you spot a team of 20 and you still lose, how bad is your defense? They've given up the most points in the league. I think the Bears are going to be able to control the clock in this game. They're going to be able to do whatever they want on offense. They're going to tire out that Atlanta defense. And at the end, the Bears win. Actually, to me, you want a Moneyline Mafia game? I'm going to Moneyline the Chicago Bears to win this game because that's how bad Tampa, uh, how bad Atlanta is. Mm.
0: I got to look that up for you. Uh, Chicago Bears, Moneyline, plus 157.
1: I'm and. taking it. The Bears win this game outright. Wow. Look
0: at you. Look at singing a different tune. I was leaning the Chicago gimmicks, but now that you're uh... – now that you're, uh, I'm not leaning the gimmicks. I'm betting against the, the Falcons. Yeah. My sheet said bet the bears. So I'm just a little worried about the bears. Ah, fuck it. I'll take the gimmicks. I'll take the gimmicks plus the three and a half. I'll bet them.
3: Oh, well, sooner or later, the bears have got to play somebody. They can't get fat off. these losing records all the time.
0: You just got to beat the, you, you beat the shitty teams, go 500 against the good teams. You're in
3: the playoffs. What's an O and two team Panther. It's a shitty team, but they're they're that offense. I'm telling you, that offense can score. I don't care how good that Bears defense. They're going to score some points.
1: Sure, they will just score less points than the Bears. Do the Falcons have a
0: a Matty Ice problem, or do they have a, D- a Quinn problem? What's the. Oh,
3: it's been a Quinn problem for a couple of years. Yeah. This is the guy, remember remember last year or last week when we talked about this? This guy came over being the defensive juggernaut from the Seattle Seahawks. That was his claim to fame. He didn't have to mess with the offense because he already had Matty Ice and all those weapons. And the defense literally has gotten worse under his reign. He he probably should be fired way more than Bill O'Brien.
2: Yeah, I think Quinn's the problem. Uh, if you think about uh, the, the offense, as Panther mentioned, when, when Shanahan left, it's not like that offense just dropped off the face of the earth, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the, the offense kept doing its thing. But the defense, whether it's a personnel or just a, a, a schematic schema thing. Yeah, yeah it, it, there's something off of the last couple of seasons with this defense. Ever since that Super Bowl meltdown, um, I don't know if Quinn is just gun-shy with, with blitzing, but, but this team is just not aggressive. And when they are aggressive, they're aggressive in the wrong times. <laughs> and and they, they pull their safeties in, and that's when they get exploited. Uh, they don't have a, a deep secondary for them to be doing a lot of uh, you know, safety blitzes, but they seem to do it at the wrong time. You know? So I think there is a coaching problem with, with Quinn more so than there's a Matty Ice problem. Okay.
0: Well, the, the total in this one opened at 47.5. It shifted down to 47 even.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm over on this one. Um, I do like the over uh, by a couple of points here. Um, so, you know, and now, now Panther can probably take the over and then Rich will take the under.
3: <laughs> That's about exactly how it's going to go. Because, you know, wait, you know like 25 to 22, right? And if, if we're going impl- to implode this Falcons defense as bad as we are, I mean, they're scoring 30 on offense. If the Bears are going to win this game, They're going to have to get damn near 30 or more. This is an easy overplay.
1: I don't think it'll be easy. I'm going to do exactly as Max said. I have this game going at 45 points. I expect that the Bears will be able to hold the ball. Um, They're not going to really try. The Bears aren't really an explosive team, so they'll plod their way down the field four or five yards at a time. They'll eat up clock, and then uh, before they know it, the game will be over, and it'll be at 45. So I'm leaning the under. I swear to God, my
0: screen share, it must be showing my Excel sheet somewhere that I just can't see. Because I think Rich is copying off me. It's, I have it as an underplay as well. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> Here we go. The Jets are going to Indianapolis. Colts opened up minus nine and a half. They're minus 12 and a half a pinnacle.
2: Man, I was talking to you in the pre-show about this one. Uh, I mean, after, after a lackluster week one, the Colts, they, they showed up in week two. And yes. granted, it, it was against a Vikings team, but uh, I think Indy now has a chance to notch another win against a, a absolutely dreadful Jets team. Uh, Jets were once known for having the best defense in the league, and now that crown, I think, could belong to the Colts. S- serious upgrades in the offseason. Their, their defense is looking really sharp uh, it, to start the season. Uh, listen, man, the Jets weren't a good team when they had Le'Veon Bell running the ball. Now they're going to be even worse. We talk about coaches on the hot seat. Adam Gase has got to be near the top of that list as well. Uh, I think he's going to be shown the door this year. The line is chalky, but I, I have hmm. the Colts covering this one. I have them covering <clears> it. I do. It's not crazy. I like, honestly, you tell me that the Colts are going to win between 12 and 15 points. I don't blink an eye. I it's just, it's it's a little too chalky for me. I'm still going to lean the Colts here. But okay. Man, 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 man.
3: Everything that the Colts do right, the Jets do wrong. <laughs> the, the The Jets' total offense, total offense, is 275 yards per game. And that's only 50 yards more than the Colts are giving up. 228 yards per game on defense. This Colts defense is given up. The Jets can't run the ball. The Colts don't let you run. The Jets can't throw the ball. Um, and, and with all due respect, Adam Gates probably going to lose his job. It's unfair because they have not given them any – even as much as I hate Sam Darnold,
2: They've never given this
3: guy any help.
2: Uh, well, okay, well, wait, wait a minute. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a wide receiver that the Jets had last year that is on a different team and is doing great because a quarterback can actually throw him the ball. I this is a huge Sam Darnold problem. I mean, the the, this, the Le'Veon Bell signing was stupid, but I mean, Darnold is not the answer there.
3: No, he's not the answer. But I'm I'm just trying to I'm trying to help the head coach get a little. He, he probably didn't <laughs> want to draft Darnold either. Um, they'll blame this on the coach, but it's not a coaching problem. It's
2: a, it is it's no. It's totally no. I'm sorry, Panther. I got to disagree. Adam Gates is absolutely horrible out there. When they were winning games last year, is because they were deferring to Greg Williams to coach the games late in that season. That's when they had that late season push. Now GaSe has this "quote unquote" job security and this arrogance that he thinks he can coach this team. He can't. This guy is terrible. He's terrible everywhere he's gone.
3: he's been everywhere he's gone. He hasn't had a very good team, but nonetheless. The Jets are terrible, and the Colts aren't. Wait, and...
2: He had he had Tannehill. Do you remember what he did to Tannehill's career? Look, <laughs> oh, look, my God. Look, look what's going on with Ryan Tannehill right now. Wait, 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 that's Adam Gates? Because Adam yeah. Gates?
3: Yes. Absolutely. 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 Oh, God. I can't help it right now. All right, I gotta. right. We're going to have to move on, Rich. I'm betting the Colts.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get a fuck you, Max, out of that whole thing. I was ready. I was ready. All right
1: t-shirt time. Yeah. Um, I think 12 and a half points no matter how bad you are is a lot in the NFL mm-hmm. because it's still a professional football team. The other guys on the other side of the field they're playing for contracts, they're playing for money. They're not just going to roll over. They see that line too. I, I just I, I I just don't Philip Rivers will turn the ball over at least once, maybe twice. I don't think this just smells to me like backdoor cover where you have the Colts are up probably by you know 17 points. And then the jets just go down at the end of the game because the Colts are just trying to burn out the clock and score some meaningless bullshit touchdown that just kills everybody. So I'm going to lean the jets on the backdoor cover. Uh, just 12 and
0: a half is too many in any football game ever. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet the jets. You're sick. <clears throat> Well, I I see I, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I'm just trying to recall the, the game last season. It doesn't matter. We'll move on. Uh the total in this one opened at 44 and a half. It's
2: 44 now. I got this as under. Uh my my scoreboard says uh the uh 7 to 3. <laughs> I got I got 29 to 11. I mean, I I I I have the Colts beating the hell out of the Jets here absolutely and, and mm-hmm. still under 40.
3: Yeah, it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a lot like last week against the Vikings. They're gonna um, beat the hell out of them, but it's still gonna be an underplay. The Jets, the Jets aren't gonna score. They'll be l- lucky to get to ten points. So yeah, I'm on the under here.
1: Well, I'm on the under too. So this is my week one Max impersonation. I think this they're gonna score a combined forty. It's that's gonna be the total. We're gonna pull a, like a mask off you and say it was Max all along.
0: Scooby-Doo style. Um, yeah, it's really close. It's a, by a half a point. I've got this going under. So, whew, there we go. That's a French kiss of death on the under, boys and girls.
2: Good stuff. Uh, the Jets score 50. Adam Gase looks like an offensive genius. Panther gloats on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Greg Williams all along. They'll pull a mask off Adam <laughs> Gase.
3: Have, Gase. <laughs> yeah, another, another mask comes off, right? Yes. <laughs>
0: Okay, Uh, Carolina, this is the team I cannot figure out going against the Chargers. Um, Chargers open at minus six and a half. They are minus six and a half at almost every book except Heritage.
2: I mean, how do you follow up a week in which your team doctor punctures your starting QB's (laughs) lung and you're forced to put your rookie quarterback into the game, only to find out that he's probably already better than your starting QB. I'm not quite sure because it's literally never happened ever. He punctured the dude's lung. Great job there, Team Doctor. Great job. Chargers will find out today, though, what they have in in Herbert. Uh, I think he showed us some glimpses of really good play last week. Uh, Panthers, they are 0-2. They are looking at their defense as the reason that they're 0-2. It's inexperienced. It's it's just getting gassed. Uh, Let's see if they can pull things together defensively this week. But adding into the mix is a key injury to Christian McCaffrey. So uh, that that's not great for that Panthers offense. But I'm just I'm not ready to bury them in this game. Teddy Bridgewater has been playing amazingly. He just needs to limit his turnovers. Uh, this is the guy I'm talking about is Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was on the Jets and Darnold couldn't get him the damn ball. And now he's got Bridgewater who can get him the damn ball. And he's caught for over 100 yards in both games to start the season. Uh, Mike Davis, we know, is a huge downgrade from McCaffrey. But he's another uh, running back that can catch the ball. He gives another weapon to Bridgewater out there. So I think Teddy, Teddy is going to be the focal point of this offense today. And I think he rises to the occasion. Um, Chargers have been having issues with their pass rush. So if they want to win, they got to solve that. they got to get their pass rush back to where it was a couple seasons ago. So uh, you're talking about money line plays here. I actually think that the Panthers are one of my money line plays for the week, but I, I will take the points with them and bet Carolina. Uh, I I think they can beat LA though. No money line mafia hoodie for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I bought a T-shirt. I bought two T-shirts yesterday. It's a, a, just saying. Like okay. I bought t <laughs> uh, Look, I, I will make this really
3: plain and simple for me. No McCaffrey, no chance. It, it's, it, to me, it's that simple. You're talking about the Chargers pass rush. They can just tee off on Bridgewater because you don't have to worry about McCaffrey anymore. Mike Davis is a, is a seasoned veteran. He's been around a long time. He knows the offense. He knows how to do. Um, but he's no McCaffrey. He's not even close to McCaffrey's jockstrap. Uh, Herbert got to take all the reps this week uh, for the Chargers. You got the two-headed monster with Austin Eckler and Joe Kelly. Um, who's been playing phenomenal in this limited number of touches. I I like the Chargers a lot in this game. I'm going to bet the Chargers.
1: Yeah. All the Keenan McCardle fantasy f- football players are extremely happy. Herbert's playing quarterback and not Tyrod Taylor. I think that the, the team doctor actually had Herbert on his fantasy team, and, and that's why he uh, ran into the door <laughs> or whatever he did. I, I think they're going to have a hard time stopping the, the Chargers offense but I do expect that Teddy Bridgewater will have an efficient game like he's had. They'll throw the ball a lot. Mike Davis can catch the ball. He'll probably be a good, sleepy fantasy football player, 7, eight, nine, 10 catches, maybe 60, 70 yards. He won't be able to run as effectively. But I do think they'll keep this game close because that's what the Chargers do. No matter who's playing quarterback, they find a way to keep games that they should win by a lot close and then sometimes even lose. So I'm just going to lean Carolina. Yeah, I'm leaning the
0: Chargers in this one. Carolina's burned me too many times, too many times in a row. They they find ways to not cover. Boy, howdy. They find ways not to cover. I'm going to lean the Chargers here, but I, I'm not going to bet aside on this one. Uh, the total in this one opened up at 44 and a half. It's 43 and a half now.
2: I have this one going under. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I have this one going under. uh Significantly under. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
3: <laughs> it's like it's like all of a sudden these NFL teams can't score in the 20s with all these underplays. Like for 43 and a half, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm Just out of principle, I'm taking the over.
1: Yeah, I'm going over, too. Shit. I think this game will be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. I think both teams will put up some points, and the game, will, it's going to be over by the middle of the third quarter. <sighs> You got to quit looking at my sheet. God damn it. Yeah, I'm taking the over, too. I like the over in this
0: one. Oh, boy. All right. Detroit, Arizona. Everybody's favorite team. The Cardinals opened up minus six. They're minus five and a half. Interesting.
2: I, I hate that they're one of my favorite teams because they're out in the NFC West. Uh, but yeah, I do like them. Uh, Kyler Murray has looked great so far to start the season. I still think he runs a bit too much for my liking. I do worry that a big hit or an awkward stop might be the end of his season, but the story for Arizona, isn't just Murray. It's not just uh, him throwing to, uh, this wide receiver, Deandre Hopkins. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He's a pretty good wide receiver. They got him in a trade this year. Uh, he's doing, you know, pretty good matching up with Murray. So good on him to, to get a a top wide receiver like that. I don't know how they just fall off trees. Cardinals, though, the other story is their their defense. It's a very stout defense, uh, limiting teams to 17.5 points per game. The Lions, on the other hand, are allowing double that. So uh, it wouldn't be terrible to allow that many points if the Detroit offense could keep pace, but they can't. So I like Arizona here. I like Arizona winning by at least a touchdown. So I will bet the Cardinals. You know, if you go back to last
3: year, then in their last five games, all losses for the Lions, the most points they've scored is 23. And against this Cardinal team, who's just as explosive as any team in the NFL, 23 is not going to get you a W. Uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray, it, his passing has been phenomenal, but he also leads the team in rushing, which, to Max's point, is not a good thing. Um, you know, him and Lamar Jackson need to maybe not run as much. They're just one big linebacker blow up away from them uh being a Patrick Mahomes and sit back in that pocket a little bit more. But um yeah, I, I the Cardinals are going to probably put up 30 points in my book. So the Lions can't keep up and I'm going to bet the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. The, the Cardinals should have all the advantages here and they, and they have a good shot to start out pretty, pretty fast this year because they're going to play the Panthers next week, who I think, or in the next couple of weeks who are probably going to be winless. And then the jets who are going to be winless. So they could play a, uh three straight winless teams here. And I think the Cardinals are going to win this game. The the defensive backfield for Detroit is just a complete mess. They are getting Kenny Galladay back, which should make a difference a little bit for Matt, uh for the offense for Matt stafford But Carol uh, Arizona wins this game. They win it by more than uh five and a half. So I'm gonna bet the Cardinals too. What's the
0: Max, can you give us a like a report on this one? Public money? Yeah, sure. Just give me a second. Yeah, no problem. Because uh, I don't like this shift. Five and a half. I don't like this at all. I just want to know which side the public of the money are coming in on on this one. Yep. Because they're probably coming on
2: Arizona.
3: Yeah, it's probably a trap. Uh,
2: yeah. Let's see. Uh, the public is... Yeah, the, pub- the public's on Arizona, be. and the money is... Uh, single-digit money on Detroit. Yeah, the money's all over Arizona.
0: I'm going to lean Arizona. I was kind of on the fence about this one, and yeah, it just scares me off. I don't like that shift at all. Jesus. Um, okay. I'll watch Detroit win this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the total
0: was 53, is where it opened. It's uh, 55 now.
2: I mean, because of Detroit, I'm going on the under. <laughs> there we I mean, go. I just I don't I don't think Detroit's going to be able to uh, put up the points enough to hold up their end of the bargain here. Um, I have this at a 29 to 20. So that that's, that's add that up. And that's an underplayed for me. There you go.
3: Yeah. I said, I thought Arizona would get to 30 and they get to 30. And even if the lions get to 23, their highest output in their last five games, you're still under. So um, unless Arizona just absolutely blows them out, it's I'm going to have to lean the under here.
1: We're going to go under me as well. They have them scoring 53, uh, 29 to 24. Yeah, so I'm going to lean the under here. I think 55 and a half. Those kind of numbers are pretty high for an NFL game.
0: Yeah, no, under for me as well. We've got a French kiss of under death. So there we go. All right, uh, next up, we have got Tampa Bay going to Denver. Buccaneers open up minus six. They're minus five now at Pinnacle. Minus five and a half at about 365.
2: Yeah, all, all is not well in Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, the Bucs got their week two win, but things still just don't feel quite right with Brady under center. There, he's he's throwing interceptions, he's missing passes he would make last year with less talent. Right? He was making passes. Uh, he was just. I think he's still a few weeks weeks away from clicking in this new offense and clicking with the new personnel. You know, we we talked about why why Tom didn't need to do. Uh, preseason work before it's because he knew the playbook he knew the personnel he knew everything he didn't he didn't need to prepare for anything now he is in preseason right now learning a bunch of stuff i think he's still a couple weeks away from him feeling more comfortable but traveling to denver man it's it's not something that he likes to do He has not always played well in that altitude he is getting a drew lockless broncos team uh they're trying to avoid a 0-3 start um and I think what Tom has to do to feel comfortable today is lean on an old friend. It's been in the news about Gronk not being a focal point of this offense, being a blocking tight end. He joked, and I think if if push comes to shove, lean on what you know. You know, get get a couple of yards by throwing it to, to Gronk um, and and move that ball along. I think that, along with some solid play by Leonard Fournette, should be enough for Tampa Bay to get the win. But I think even with Driscoll at QB, I I don't see the Broncos being blown out here. So Tampa should win. They should cover, but it's just not a guarantee to me. I, I'll lean the Bucks here, but there's there's a chance that that you know Denver keeps this within one or two. Like honestly.
3: If Drew Locke was playing in this game, I'd be betting the Broncos easy. The, the Denver is one of the toughest places to play. Um, teams struggle with the high altitude. Um, the the, the I, I don't know if it's just the defense. The Broncos' defense has always been pretty stout. But Jeff Driscoll, I had high hopes for Drew Locke this year. I thought this was going to be his real big coming out party. He had a great season last year to, to wrap up the end of the season. So I was really disappointed to see him uh, get injured. But Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette, you know, we expected him to, to become that lead back, and I think he is – I think there's going to be a lot of running between Fournette and Melvin Gordon, um, who's turned into the bell cow for the Broncos. I, they want going to gonna keep this ball control and low scoring, I would assume. You really don't want Driscoll out there throwing it 35, 40 times because you're behind, but that might be the case. I think the Buccaneers – Can take care of business here, um, but I'm not so confident just because it's in Denver. I'm just going to lean Tampa.
1: Chris Godwin is going to be back. I think Brady looks a little bit – regained some old form this weekend against a team that won't really be able to get a whole lot of pass rush on him without Von Miller there. You have their quarterback down. Their number one wide receiver is out, Cortland Sutton. That's going to put an emphasis on just basically one player, either Jerry Judy or Noah Font. You have a pretty good defense on the side on the Tampa Bay side of the field. They're going to be able to stop Melvin Gordon. I don't think there's any question about that, and then when they don't stop him and he runs, he'll probably fumble like he does. So I think this will be a game that Tampa should be able to win on the defensive side of the ball. I think Brady can get enough points to to cover, so I'm going to bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. I'm going to lean Denver here. I wish I had drew
0: Locke. I never thought I'd say that, but I, I'm going to lean Denver here. Plus the five. Um, and I don't, I'm not crazy about this one at all. Uh, the total in this one
2: opened at 43 and a half. It's 42 and a half now. Yeah, I have, I have this one going over. I do. The, I, I know what Panther was saying about, you know, ball control and, and, and running the ball. I still expect there to be over, you know, 42, 43 points scored in this game. Um, so yeah, I, I like the over in this one. I think it's a, I think it's a little too low and it's dropping too. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I like, I like the over, but they're on the wrong side of Tampa Bay too. So,
3: mm. <laughs> I mean, using the numbers of Vegas gave us, you're looking at 24 to 19 and from the Denver aspect, I think that seems doable from the Tampa aspect. I kind of think they can get over that. So I'll ever so slightly lean the over.
1: Okay, I expect some big plays in this game. I think Leonard Fournette's going to take over as the every down back. Ronald Jones, bye bye to the bench where you should be. <laughs> uh, I, I think that this game is going to go over, and I don't even think it'll be close. Yep, I've got the over in this one as well. I like it an awful lot. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it keeps moving that way. Hopefully, it
0: keeps dropping. Maybe we can get even squeeze a little more out of this orange. Uh, yeah, it's kind of split. I'm not. It's hard to tell if it's going to move which way. All right, two more games. Dallas is going to Seattle.
2: Seattle opened up minus four and a half. They're minus five. Yeah, the Cowboys not going to get the luxury of playing a team that's just going to (laughs) implode. It just seems like uh, Atlanta likes to give up leads for fun. That that is not something that Seattle likes to do. Um, Seahawks, man, coming off that big win over the Patriots. Russell Wilson one of the early season MVPs got nine touchdowns. Only, uh, I think only 11 incomplete passes this season. <laughs> what um, is going on? But both, both of these teams dealing with some defensive injuries though, both of these teams can put up points. So I'm expecting a high scoring affair here. I like Seattle a lot here, but that sharp money is all over the Cowboys. That is enough to scare me off for sure. I will lean the Seahawks, but the sharps are the sharps for a reason. <laughs>
3: I am starting to wonder if I might have to in the future at some point apologize to one Mr. Jason Garrett, because it might not be a coaching problem. It just might be the Cowboys are the Cowboys and they can only beat shitty teams and not do so well against playoff caliber teams. I don't know, but the Cowboys have all the talent. They have no excuses and they, they should have lost last week. This team should be zero and two, um, but they they can score. They didn't quit. We'll give them the tip of the hat there. But um, the Seahawks have looked like the Seahawks of the past. They're playing south defense. Russell Wilson is playing at probably his highest level of his career, and he's always been a near-elite quarterback. But the Seahawks at home, there's not really that 12th man because of this whole fan thing and whatever. I think the Seahawks get it done, but I'm going to lean Dallas to actually cover.
1: The Seahawks are not playing like the Seahawks of all. I was going to say that too, yeah. Their (laughs) defense is brutal. Their defense is probably about as good as Atlanta's defense. (laughs) So I think you're going to see a lot of points in this game too. Maybe not as many as uh, the, the Vegas guys expect because they're expecting a lot. It, this is going to be a back-and-forth game. If there's one team that the Cowboys have had a, 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 an advantage against as a Cowboys fan, is they've been able to, to, to hold their own and beat uh, Seattle pretty regularly because Ezekiel, elliott has been the difference. He's going to be the difference again today. I, I'm going to bet the Cowboys. Got gotcha you in. Cowboys are going to win the game. I'm
0: going to take the Cowboys plus the five. Big upset. Cowboys win the game. Why not money line them?
1: Because so, I like points. Yeah, you I you like bought points. yourself a money line mafia sweatshirt. Put it on. I gave it to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I am gonna. I like points.
0: I like the comfort, but I think Cowboys win this game. I'm calling that. I'm going to take the Cowboys, the fighting Mike McCarthy's. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the total in this one, as Rich alluded to, is big. It opened at 55 and just went up from there. It's 56.5 at pinnacle. 57 everywhere else. Give me a couple more. I still got the over.
2: Ooh, so, like, really, uh, really. Yeah. You I'm think it's 60? You. Uh, I go higher than 60, guys. God damn. Look, I'm telling you, man. Let's, you know, looking at these two teams and, and one of the metrics that I've been trying to focus in on, and again it's early so, uh, you know, it should balance out though, is I'm looking at uh time of possession and points per minute, meaning you know, as you have the ball, how many points per minute you're scoring. These are the two teams that score the most points per minute in the NFL right now. Mm. I I do expect them. Uh, and then looking at points given up per minute, <laughs> they're two of the highest in points given up per minute. I do expect this to be just high scoring. The defenses are not going to do much to, to it's going to be Dak versus Russell tit for tat. Um, And, and if, if Ezekiel Elliott wakes up because he hasn't even waken up yet, this right. season, if he wakes up, this, this is really going to be a score fest here. I love the over. Hmm.
3: Yeah, so I feel like a couple people were taking shots at my, my comment about Seattle being Seattle, but here's the reality. They're only giving up 70 yards per game on the ground, and they've had to fast, uh, face Matty Ice, who's been throwing the ball 90 times, 45 times a game, and Cam Newton, who threw the ball all over the field last week. So the Seahawks are getting, they're facing tough quarterback competition, but they're holding up their end of the deal on the running game. Zeke's probably going to find running hard. But I agree with Max. It's going to be a, a Dak versus Russell. So you know, there might be a 1,000 yards passing <laughs> in this game. I, no joke. There might be 1,000 yards passing, 500 in each quarterback. So, yeah, I'm, I like the over here as well. The,
1: the reason why they're giving up 70 yards a game is because you can throw on them and complete at 80%. If Zeke will run. And the problem with 57 points, in my opinion, is that if you have one drive that ends in a field goal – or doesn't end in points, or you have one drive where one team can take the ball and go down the field and take six or seven minutes off the clock. It means you got to score touchdowns every other time. It's going to be close, but I'm leaning the under. Yeah, I'm leaning the under as well in this one. I don't, I don't think
0: you can get there. I don't think it gets to to fifty seven. All right, last game, and I hate this one because my uh, one of my bookies sent me an email saying this is you can free bet this game. Green Bay is going to New Orleans. Uh, Saints opened
2: up minus four. They're minus three now. Saints are definitely under the microscope after last week's loss to Vegas. Uh, Drew Brees just looking off. And as Rich has mentioned before on the show, if you download the list every single episode, it could just be he's mentally checked out already. Uh, the veteran quarterback on the other side of the field, though, he's looking like he's seven years younger. Aaron Rodgers come come out and thrown what for over 300 yards per game over three TDs a game. I mean Packers offense is putting up some serious points. I'm not sure that's sustainable but the Saints have shown that they can give up points and add to the mix that Michael Thomas is still out for New Orleans. We could see it. I don't even know if you call an upset here. I I do think the the Packers could win this one. Uh, The Sharps are all over the Saints. It was enough to give me some pause here and only lean Green Bay. But man, the frauds could get another win. Man, you're gonna stop this fraud shit right now. You're gonna
3: you're gonna turn me into a Packer Homer with all your fraud shit. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers been playing at MVP levels. I I kind of thought with that whole Jordan Love draft pick that he might be a little bit pissed, a little bit um, edgy, and he, with the addition of Aaron Jones playing at a very high level, um, the Packers have looked great on offense. The uh, interesting thing, though, you mentioned Michael Thomas is it looks like Devontae Adams is also going to miss this game. So you're missing two of the NFL's premier wide receivers in a Sunday night matchup. But Rodgers uh, with Marquez Valdez scatling uh, his other wideout, and Aaron Jones is catching the ball of the backfield. I think the Packers got the better defense here. And, yeah, there's question marks in New Orleans because it, it was Alvin Kamara again, and not a lot else. Uh, Trayvon Smith caught five balls, and uh, everybody else was pretty quiet. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to money line a second game. Give me the Acme Packing Company. The Devontae Adams
1: injury is the only reason I'm not money lining this game because he is um, – the go to target for Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. Aaron Jones has been just phenomenal this year. Thankfully, I drafted him in my fantasy leagues. Um, but I'm going to take Green Bay to win this game. And if Devontae Adams is on the field, I'll be with Panther and money line them. So for me, that's the difference. Max,
0: I don't care where the money is. Where's the public
1: oh, okay.
0: on this one?
2: You don't care where the money is. Well. I don't
0: care where the money is. I just want to know where the public is. <laughs>
2: Uh, where do you think the public's at
0: I assume they're hammering Green Bay. Yeah. He's going
2: the opposite. He's going to go the opposite. Of public. The public is hammering Green Bay. The yeah, I'm money, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean the Saints. The I don't money's wanna... all over the Saints. It's single digit money mm. on Green Bay right now. The money's. Uh, th- that's what I'm saying. Is that, that that was enough to scare me off here? Yeah, is, yeah. The, the public. Yeah, it's it's almost flip flopped. Really, right? It's crazy the amount of money that's that's coming in on the Saints.
0: Yeah, I've, I I expect uh, just based on, you know, just tinfoil hat gambling theory that the Saints are going to come out and just absolutely roll. They're going to look rejuvenated and look great. But uh, so just a lean for me on the Saints. Fuck you and your free
1: bet. The um, thing is after Breeze threw that interception last week, he didn't even attempt to pass over 10 yards. So I'm a little concerned that he maybe needs Tommy John surgery. His arm strength <laughs> might not be
3: there. And uh,
1: he, I think he is mentally retired. No, I think you're probably right. I think he's uh, practicing
0: his, uh, you know, his, uh, his witty, witty, witty banter with Jim Nance. Uh, mm-hmm. 51 is where the total opened. 52 and a half or 53 is what we can get
2: yeah you know I like the over my my apprehension of course is those key injuries you're missing some key offensive players, and again, I do think that the 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 frauds offense comes back down to earth a little bit more possibly mm-hmm. this week. I do have it going over by my numbers, but I don't expect it to go over if that makes any sense. Panther's back, everybody let's go
3: <laughs> uh yeah just stream yard just kind of booted me but um yeah i the Packers as good as their offense has been. Their defense has been not been near as good as it was last last year. Um, they're giving up points. They're giving up yards. And uh, the Saints, even, even if um, Breeze is checked out, they can still put up yards and still put up points. So Sunday night football in the Dome, 10,000 fans or whatever they're going to have, pumping some – they they've got some experience with uh, pumping in some volume, I guess. So uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I like the over here as well.
1: I like the over, but only by a point or two, so I'm just going to lean the over. Yeah, it's, it's almost exactly on
0: point. I've got this, like, 52 total, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean the over with you guys, but I don't, I don't like this at all. And that is it. Every single game, every single line, every single total,
2: that was good stuff.
0: But all That's good, good stuff. Yeah. You don't
2: get there anywhere. You don't get that anywhere else. I mean, you know, and, and you know what? the The type of banter that we have, you don't you don't really get that. It's I. You know what? You know what I say about us is is you. What you're getting from us is a a level of douchiness that is is not that corporate douchiness you get from ESPN and not that cokehead douchiness that you get from Barstool. We're like that perfect level of douchiness that you need for your sports betting. Hey, I got one question for you guys. Chipotle
0: is life. Ask this. Let's get a yes or no on this. He wants to parlay. He wants to parlay Packers, Tampa, Cincy, money line. Packers, Tampa,
2: Cincy, money line. Parlay. Max, don't hate it, but that, that Packer, uh, you know, the <laughs> public money on the Packers, I, I, I would move that Packers game out. Cincinnati love that Cincinnati one. I think Tampa Bay probably gets the win as well. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, swap in the Colts instead. you know, maybe I don't know. All right. Panther
0: Packers. I think, Tampa, I think
3: just for what he's asking, the value's there. There's gotta be a, a big enough payout. And I mean, and here's the thing it's I'm on all those plays, but, um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Okay. The one that
1: concerns me is the is Cincinnati. They had the number one pick for a reason last year. I know Joe, Joe Burrow is phenomenal. He's going to probably be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's still a rookie, and at some point, he's going to make rookie mistakes. So that that's the one game in that parlay that concerns me. Yeah, I'm worried about that
0: one, too. I, I like the points. <laughs> I like the points in that one. Uh, but yeah go for it man sure everybody parlay all the time that's that's my new my new motto all right max all good things must come to an end that is it
2: that is it where is this fella talking to us he's talking to us on absolutedegeneracy.com or on the DGENs app get that for android or ios can let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pods iHeart Radio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Week three, NFL, Richie, final words.
1: We had a lot of agreement, a lot of disagreement. I was stealing Archer's stuff today, plagiarist Rich. That's instead it. of run line Rich. You know, join us in the conversation let us know where you agree with us let us know where you disagree with us for sure and have your friends join in the conversation tell them about us on twitter tell them about us on facebook tell them about us on instagram i know that this is the great little secret that you want to keep but help us out by telling your friends panther it's sunday Yeah, it's kind of sunday take us home
3: yeah after an hour and 20 minutes with you guys i'm ready to go. <laughs> on, I'm gonna, like, go back to bed. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, piggybacking off the of arches, just tell everybody to parlay everything. One of my buddies last week, this I mean, it's the rarities of all rarities. He did a 10 team parlay and hit the damn thing. Wow. 10 teamer hit the damn thing. So, yeah, I'm not I'm really not encouraging you guys to go out there. <laughs> if you want to try and cash a lottery ticket and get lucky like that. By all means, post it on the website. Post it in the app. Let us Give us something to talk about. We love these parlays and teasers and all this shit and money lines. But uh, you guys know the deal. Let us know what you're doing, what you're going to do. We're going to have our fantasy picks here uh, shortly for our DFS. DFS and uh, so when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools.